Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Ho! Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Uh. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo For shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA Was hurting them in the home of the turpins Got it dirt cheap for them Plus if they were short with cheese, I would work with them Bored in got rid of that dirt for them Wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo For cheesy, my kneesy, keep my arms so breezy Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me Haters want me clap, they it ain't easy Cops wanna knock me, DA wanna box me in But somehow, I beat them charges like Rocky H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo Not guilty, he who does not feel me Is not real to me, therefore he doesn't exist So poof, bamboo son of a B- H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo Push shizzle, my nizzle used to dribble down in VA H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo That's the anthem, get your damn hands up H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo Not guilty, y'all got to feel me H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo That's the anthem, get your damn hands up I do this for my culture To let them know what a look like When a in a roaster Show them how to move in a room full of vultures Industry shady, you need to be taken over Label owners hate me, I'm raising the status quo up I'm overcharging over. for what they did to the cold crush Pay us like you owe us for all the years that you hold us We can talk, but money talk, so talk more this might have been the greatest era of Jay-Z. Agreed. Blueprints 2. No? Yes. Absolutely. Actually, you want to know my favorite Jay-Z album? Dead Blue. Presidents. Okay. Yeah, I love old that school. One. Old, old school. Yeah. Way old school. Yeah. I'm down for it all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sons of Slam Show. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir. How was your week? What's going on? My week was pretty good. Yeah. Work, bullshit. Went to Wawa last night. Oh, really good. you know what? Good for you. Went to uh, it, that Jersey. Was the only reason I did have to go to Jersey. Oh, okay, I was about to say, just drove to Jersey for Wawa. That's well. I'm sure, you get a sandwich. That's not out of the realm of possibilities for your boy. I mean, listen, Wawa. <laughs> Wawa is delicious. Okay, it's probably the nearest the- Wawa is oh. roughly a twenty-minute drive from my job. Okay. And I work in Manhattan, so it's not like I will just be like, "All right, this pretzel is going to cost me eighteen bucks more, but it's worth it." <laughs> and they're not that big either. It's not like a New York City pretzel. This is like a, a stuffed, small, tiny pretzel. They're delicious. No, I'm not talking about the stuffed pretzels. Talk about the straight, uh, soft pretzels. But see, for that, you can just go to the cart in the corner. No, 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 no. You can't. It's a New York pretzel, dude. Stop, stop yourself. 
I'm telling you. You are in the the. You're the, talking the to mecca a fat man. Excuse me. All right. Excuse I me. know. Don't don't <laughs> call yourself fat in front of me. Okay, I'm not yes, saying. I'm, are, I'm but I'm fatter. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know my food. I, listen, right? I'm not saying Wawa, that you're not fat. This is a statement I'm going <laughs> to make. I'm not saying you're Wawa not fat. <laughs> has one of Wawa has the greatest soft pretzel I've ever had in my life. I, I, this is where I have to institute. I don't think I've done this in a while. For the first minute of the show, I have to mute you. I, I can't. I, I can't understand. This is bullshit. No, I muted you. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> you can flip me off all you want. I. How dare you come out with the world's worst take right a, a minute into the show? I, I can't allow this to happen. Have you ever had one? A Wawa pretzel, of course. And then I've also had sanity in my life, and I've had an actual New York pretzel, and it was much more delicious than a, than a Wawa. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this. Do you take a Wawa soft pretzel or an Annie Ann soft pretzel? Depends on the on the Annie Ann soft pretzel. A regular, regular salted pretzel. Wawa or Annie Ann's? Oh, you're you're comparing a a chain restaurant, a chain fast food place to Wawa. I mean, they're both they're both chain chains. fast food places. Okay, so they're fine. Wawa, but if I have to go okay, again, doesn't that's not that has nothing to do with the argument I just had. I'm just saying, you go to the cart on the corner or you're going to Wawa, I'm going to the cart in the corner. I, honestly, Wawa is easier for me to get to than a cart on the corner. <laughs> I work in a good part of Manhattan. There's not just find carts. a fucking cart that's not going to cost you twenty bucks extra to cross a bridge. I can find a cart. It's just a matter of parking at that cart. I'm not going to park five blocks away to go get a park pretzel. Park at the cart. I'll take the twenty minute drive to Wawa. Park at the cart. You're from New York. Double park or park at the hydrant. What's wrong with you? You're not a tourist. I know. Are you out of your mind? I'm I lazy. This take is just you probably park right. I want to park right in front of the door. I want to walk in, do my thing. Also, Jersey does have cheaper gas sometimes. Uh, this is so true. Okay, but again, that 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 equals out to the fact that you have to pay eighteen dollars across the George Washington Bridge. This might be in three years your your worst take ever. That's not true. I said Baron Corbin was one of the greatest of all time on this show. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it all circles back in wrestling somehow. It does. But uh, one God, of, forget about the Wawa soft pretzel. Whatever. <laughs> well, now, that took now, a I'm on, turn. now I'm on. Now I'm on Wawa because before the show we started talking about November nineteenth, which is a great day for all. <laughs> yes, I'm bringing it up. The fact that you can't go to the show. Happy birthday to your dad. Who's? Let's put this all on the table here. I'm shouting you out. Um, so you bought tickets for a pay per view for your I'm first pay per view. Spot with this. I, I'll I'll do all the talking here. Uh, for your first pay-per-view that you cannot go to because your father, it's a surprise party for your father, birthday party, which is fine. It's all well and good. 60th, so it's a round number. Oh, perfect. That That's awesome. You know, happy birthday to uh, Senor Black. Uh, what is his actual birthday date? <clears throat> yeah, clear your throat for this. Go ahead. Everybody get closer to this. Get closer to your speaker. Listen to this. His birthday. Uh-huh. Is? is March 29th. March 29th. Okay, so as everybody just heard, March 29th. So we are April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. We are eight months away removed from his birthday. We are closer to his next birthday than we are to his previous birthday. So he's turning 60. Time out. Time out. Wait, time I'm out. sorry. He's turning 60 coming up. Is that what the deal is? Yes. He's turning 60 in March. So again, okay, so we're closer to that 60th date than we were to his 59th. Got it. Okay. Yes. But we're celebrating now because we don't know how surprises work. You can pick any arbitrary day to surprise somebody. So I should expect a birthday party now for my birthday I in January. I sincerely hope my father doesn't listen to any of my programming. <laughs> I hope. 
This is listen, these are the words of Chris Mindell, not the words of Joe Black. I hope that he listens to this show because after the fact, after your November 19th soiree, because none of this makes sense. I'm sure you're aware of that, but none of this makes sense. By the way, if you're going to be in the Newark area, Newark area for uh, full gear, please uh, hit us up on Sunday Slam Show and on Twitter. Um, and then I will uh, speak for the other partner in this podcast relationship that he's not there in his absence because he has to be at a 60th birthday that's not happening for another five months shameful i'm very well aware that it makes little to none little to no sense whatsoever there's no part of little in that there should be all no sense whatsoever well well uh... listen a surprise i would i would appreciate if it was a surprise like a couple weeks before even even like a week or two after because it's already happened we're talking about five months, dude. <laughs> this is five months. This is your 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 stepmom that put this together. Yes, yes, lovely woman. You should. I love my stepmom. Okay, all right. I was gonna say you should. I just wish I would have gotten a little bit more of a heads up as opposed to eight months, eight months ago when she first she first told us about it, and then that was it, and didn't decide to tell me and then beside until september comes when we buy the tickets and i go to tell my sister about it and she's like isn't that the same day as dad's so you are going to miss the transference of power in AEW's top rankings as far as a new champion being crowned is that is that what's going to happen so you're going to be sitting in the corner in a birthday party watching on a on a small ass uh phone screen while you could have been live yes i'm just trying to shame you that's all it's fine <laughs> i'll take my beating i've deserved it God. for for a variety of things i've done in my life i deserve a beating every once in a while i'll take it with with my head held high but also down low it should be very low fucking be there should be very low listen tell tell why that weekend why not like thanksgiving weekend there is a reasoning behind it. I just, I don't want to. Okay, all right, that's fine. It. It's, it's, fine. it's a whole thing. I'm all not right. going to get into fucking balls and strikes of all this. I mean, they could have picked. But the point of the matter is, yes, I am going to miss full gear because I have to go to a birthday party, that the which the, which the birthday party is not for another five months. Yes, that's the truth. Is that what you wanted to hear? Fine. Happy? Asshole? <laughs> Fuck, man. God. <sighs> On a separate note, I went to a dinner on Friday and I was thoroughly impressed with all of it. Good. I had a great Colombian dinner mm-hmm. with a Colombian mojito. Nice. And I just so happened to be sitting at a at a table that was right in front of a television that had Fox Five on, not even knowing it at the time. Watching SmackDown. By the time that eight o'clock hour hit, I folded up my hands like I was praying, <laughs> sat there and watched TV. Nice. And everybody looked at me going, what the fuck is he? Oh, jeez. Jeez, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know what they, they were saying? They go, Joe, this is perfect for you. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm in heaven. You know I what got, they were celebrating? I got, a, I got a mojito with aguardiente in it, and I got a bandeja paisa that I'm going to fucking munch on. Oh, man. You know what they were celebrating that day? Joe's 40th birthday. They they couldn't wait. They had to celebrate it. Ironically, it was for a birthday party. <laughs> it was for a birthday. That was being that celebrated. Was, it was that day. His, for, my my okay. buddy's birthday was November 4th. Okay? His birthday, August 1st. Nice. <laughs> Uh, the funny thing about it was when the when the text got sent into the group chat he goes yo we're you know we're gonna go out that day is my birthday we're gonna go out you know we'll celebrate jose and and rizzo's fucking birthday that were in september Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, mm, wait, what? We're celebrating <laughs> your birthday. Technically, my birthday is closer than either of their birthdays. Right, right. Jeez. But yeah, no, it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. Yeah, well, because SmackDown was on. That's why. Oh yeah, and the drinks were flowing. But the greatest thing about all of it was because that SmackDown was taped. It was the one right before Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. So everyone saw the main event came on, and I knew their main event. And I go, "There's a couple of Hispanic people here. They're gonna know who this motherfucker is." <laughs> And all of a sudden, Buyaka. <laughs> Buyaka, Buyaka. Ray, Ray Mysterio comes up, and little by little, each person notices, and they come to me one by one, and they go, Is that Ray Mysterio? Listen, I'm that. like, Yeah. Isn't he like 60? I'm like, No, nah, he's like 48. He's 48. They're like, He's still doing it? He's still doing it, 48. Like, yeah. So it's great. They go, I hope he wins. I'm like, He's, he's not, not going to win. <laughs> How do you know? And then they go, Oh, of course, wrestling fake. Blah, blah, blah. I go no asshole. Uh, see, this it's not because this is the outcome. <laughs> this this is, just so happens I to be one of the only episodes of SmackDown they will tape for the entire year. I love. Yes, Rey Mysterio loses. Yes, yes. I <laughs> I love when <laughs> when wrestling uh, 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 anti wrestling fans come out and say, "Oh yeah, that's right. It's fake. It's fake. It's fake." And then pro wrestling fans will come out and just defend it to the hilt. <laughs> Listen, it's not fake because they, they they bust their ass and they break limbs, blah, blah, blah. It's predetermined, yes, but we always add, have to add that in. Oh, man, the predetermined, that that's a fucking pro wrestler's greatest fucking vocabulary. Predetermined word. outcome. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, listen, tell you. But it was, it was great watching all of them judge me. And then they go, oh, my God, I used to watch that guy. I'm like, yeah, you did. I know you did. Everybody at this fucking table did. Right. Just because I went along with it and I also like other sports doesn't mean anything different. Mm -hmm. I like a little drama once in a while. There you go. Male soap opera. That's right. It's It's the best thing to call it. I'm perfectly I'm Hispanic, so I can get away with watching soap operas on the regular. I don't. That's all you guys air on TV. Yeah. Telemundo is just all fucking novellas all day long. All day long. Yeah. La Rosa de Guadalupe. My fucking Latinos know what I'm talking about. All right. They got a fucking uh, Pablo Escobar one on there too. Oh, which apparently is better than Narcos, but I can't get into it because at least Narcos had a little bit of English in it. Nah. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'd be. I understand all of it, but uh. like, there's just something about television where I can watch subtitles in the language that I speak for some reason, but when I have to only watch the subtitles. I can't get around it. Now, tell me, why does every telenovela have some grown-ass guy with painted on freckles and a beanie hat? It's news to me. It seems like every single one. There's always some overgrown, chubby guy with, like, orange freckles. Whoa, why you got to bring the chubbiness in? Because uh, I, I can. And then Orange they, freckles, they have, chubby. He's saying this fucking, this, this ginger's got no soul and he's fat. There's a, <laughs> yes, and there's a beanie. They have a beanie with this propeller on every single time. Oh, mm, mm, I can't. I don't think I could say that word on the internet anymore, unfortunately. But yes, I oh. believe there is some. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I don't know what this, this word is. No, I'm not. You ain't getting me on that. <laughs> you ain't is. getting me. Yeah, you better tell me this word later. I will. Unforbidden word. <laughs> I will. But uh, uh, on a separate note, yes. do you know the? What type of sauce do they use to put on fish? It's kind of got like a mayonnaise base. It's got like horseradish in it. Okay. You ever had fish? Uh, yes, I've had fish. You put the little, starts with the T, forgot. Tartar? Yeah, there you go. Hmm. So, Sounds similar to that. Uh, 
Moving on. Fajr? Dynamite. AEW Dynamite, right? <laughs> I still know what it is. All right. Yes. Um, let's see here. All things Dynamite from last week. Uh, really quickly, let's just run through uh, this one. By the way, um, well, I'll get, I'll get into my gripe because I'm, I'm getting more and more. I think that's, that might be my problem. I'm getting more and more gripes with AEW. And yeah. with with the rise of WWE, I'm seeing faults with AEW. But that's even if WWE wasn't doing its thing now, I would still see faults in AEW. Um, I have faults with WWE. Sure, I do absolutely. Okay, okay. Lay them I don't on know if you want to get into it real let's, quick. Let's but. lay all faults on the table right now. I only have really right. one that I can remember. But as soon as you start talking, I'm sure I'll remember more. Um, I did not understand why they just scrapped the Matt Riddle Seth Rollins storyline. Like nobody knows where it's it's just gone. So how how much longer were they supposed to fight? They could have gotten one more. They could have gotten one more in. Well, the, that's all I'm saying. They can't it do kind it now. of ended on a cliffhanger. There wasn't <clears throat> a definitive. Can they do it now if, if they're turning uh, Rollins' face? No, maybe not was, at all. Maybe unless you turn unless you turn Riddle heel. Mm, By the way, bravo to Riddle coming out with bongos all the time. Ask people if he wants to hit his bongs. Yo, this is I love this. Could I love you it. imagine if RVD had this gimmick? I know. <laughs> I mean, like, the, the, like the free, it, it's his real life. The creative, but freedom. imagine if he could have portrayed that in I the know. wrestling ring. I know the creative freedom that that uh, Riddle's afforded now, thanks to people like RVD. So, so kudos to RVD for laying the groundwork. Very true. Um, RVD, RVD had to roll so that Matt Riddle can smoke his way onto WWE. And Triple H just is it's like Cheech and Chong and Snoop Dogg. But, can't have one without the other but allowed now that's that's the whole thing he's like they're they're allowed to, to do this and and post and having their commercials for wwshop.com 420 bro and oh, and <laughs> did you, i love it did you order your shirt yet no i haven't so i, I gotta get so this is what I'm, I'm definitely ordering that's the one shirt i'm getting because i'm going to war games are you i am going to war games yes fuck yeah i got my ticket yep Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heading up, heading up to Boston. Shipping up to Boston. Steph? Uh, Steph. Steph, her okay, boyfriend, her fam, got my hotel, staying up for like a night or probably two nights, and then heading on back. So shipping right, up to Boston. Two things. Yes. Number one, Pure Oasis. Pure Oasis. Write it down or listen back, whichever one you want to do. Pure Oasis. Pure Oasis. Okay. Okay. Nice little dispensary up there. Oh. Number two, you're going to want to go to... Um, I believe it's called the Salty Dog. No, that's the fucking strip club that the Sopranos is based off of. Salty Dog, got it. There's a. I'm gonna find this. The best. I shit you not. Mm. The best clam chowder I've ever had in my life. Okay. The loft. The sail loft. That's what it's called. The sail loft. The sail loft. It's right on the water. Got a lovely fucking view of the of of a of the marina. All that stuff. Um, the first time I ever went there was when the 49ers beat the Falcons in, uh, the playoffs when Colin Kaepernick tore up the candlestick. Okay. A little fun fact, but, uh, yeah, Boston's fun. Boston's a really good town. I love, I love the architecture of Boston. I hate all of the sports teams and people. Every single one, <laughs> every single, every single one, every single sports team. I love, I love the, uh, the, I love the city. Um, their grid, uh, is horrible. Is for travel. Asinine. It makes zero sense. Insane. Um, you will walk into a, a uh, not even Starbucks, you will walk into a Dunkin' Donuts every other block. Come on, bro. It's um, Dunks. Dunkin'. Dunkin'. It's Dunks up there. <laughs> and uh, uh, what else with Boston? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I've, 
<laughs> my 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 <clears throat> my, fa- my favorite story of uh, Boston stuff is that we were the last time we were in Boston. Um, <laughs> now here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> was that where you're going about uh, yeah, three yeah. bad brothers? I know so well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were up there for uh, for Yankee a Yankee Sox game, and uh, Yankees won. Next day, we were heading on back. Is this pre two thousand four? Or post two thousand. Oh, this is like maybe five or six years ago. Okay, cool. Um, Go on. And uh, we were heading on back. We stopped at a bakery in the area. It's like in this industrial park area. Very nice. Walk in, and uh, there's like a tip jar, and the tip jar has the Sox logo on it. I didn't have my hat on, so I walk in, say my my and order. You go <laughs> right in the tip jar. I should have said my order. Uh, she's like, okay, great, and, and perky, all all kinds of nice. She had her own Red Sox cap on. That'll be blah blah blah, whatever the number was. I was like, okay, hold on. I have the hat in my hand. I have to get my wallet in my hat in my pocket. Put the hat on my head. Sees it. Now she goes. It'll be fifty dollars. She. <laughs> Her demeanor immediately changed. It was like <laughs> I, I would never have served you had I known that you were a Yankee fan. And and then I, you go like this. Is it because I'm black? <laughs> That was my first thought. It was like I wish she would never serve me if she knew I was half black. But as soon as I put, I'm telling you, the face that she made when she was all happy and perky until I put that hat on, man, it was like a totally different person. And then she was like, "Here, have a great day." Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah, take your coffee. Get the fuck get, out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, that was the the one of my best Boston stories was just her her overall demeanor just absolutely changing. Um, yeah. So we're going heading up to. Uh, to war games and so what you're saying uh, that to was me is on that... my bucket list of of events to do like it was war games there's um 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 um, um, um i Rumble swear to god if you say there. aew's first pay-per-view in new york i'm gonna fucking throw something oh that i mean if they, if we do get a pay-per-view in new york that'd be great all but, right cool but uh that's fine i'll, I'll take that <laughs> thank you for that. that that meant a lot to me actually <laughs> I, I know you're, you're still going through with the 19 actually I'm you know what fuck jersey <laughs> i don't even want to go Bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm full of shit. I want to go bad. <laughs> That's not. T- uh, let me let me shut up. So uh, we're not doing it anymore. No, we're not. We're it, not. The, the story's over. We um yeah. So uh, so looking forward to war Fuck. games. Looking forward to uh my my day in in uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, the son for that. I'm looking forward to doing that. And then at some point, that's on my list. Um. I think that's it. I, maybe elimination chamber. I just want to see stuff that you know is is atypical of regular pay per views. Maybe I think that's my my next step is to see because uh, we saw Survivor um, Series last year. It was it, was, it kind of sucked. At the how Barclay. much were the tickets to Boston? Uh, got great seats in uh, really game time app. Uh, One twenty seven each. I mean, we're that's not bad at all. We're up there. Where are you sitting? We're like in the threes. Well, okay, yeah, that's pretty bad. They were all, I mean, they were all like that. Ticketmaster is like one, with, with fees came out, it's like 140. For the threes? Yeah. Yeah, dude. This is, the, the tickets are expensive, man. Yeah, it's also WWE in the fucking TD Garden. I know. The fake garden, if you ask me. <laughs> the fake one. I only recognize one sports venue known as a garden. Boston. That's the mecca of sports and sports entertainment. Boston Garden, absolutely. No, absolutely not. Bite your fucking tongue, dude. What are you doing? What are you doing? You know what's Boston you, you, Garden? You know what's uh you know what's good in that area? MSG. There's a there's, what? Uh, the pretzel cart on the corner. Oh yeah. Shaboinga! Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, sure. Full circle. Fucker. Bro, I don't give a fuck. I I'll take a Wawa. Mm. 
the reason why <laughs> the reason hang on uh, we will go back to this uh-huh. the reason why i will take the new york city pretzel over the wawa pretzel and this is the only reason is because they are in fact warm when you buy them mm-hmm. right it's the same way i would much rather a subway cookie over a chips ahoy cookie Number one, Subway's a lot bigger, but number two, they fucking warm them up for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. can't really warm up a Chips Ahoy. Uh, I completely agree. Right. With that being said, Chips Ahoy is wildly regarded as the greatest cookie of all time. <laughs> okay, thanks to Oreo. Oreo's a sandwich. If you want to be technical, oh, <laughs> I thought even going no, down the road, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oreo's a cookie. Hot dog is a hot dog. Neither of those are sandwiches. Oh, okay. I'm indifferent to that whole conversation that as far as hot dog being a sandwich as opposed to whatever. The Me hell too, is. but I feel like I always have to take a side on something, so I'll, I'll I'll take that side. That's my side on all of it. Got it. So so by the way, I, so let's let's circle back to our original point here. So your 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 gripes with WWE. Yes, the dropping of the Matt Riddle Seth yes, Rollins storyline. Story yes, up until I did a little more a little bit more uh, thought and and research behind it. The well, I'll just tell you this: the failed cash-in is another gripe that I have. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But um, I did see the the meaning behind it and like backstage. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. The other thing was, um, just I don't know. I guess it's really Matt Riddle's portrayal in general. Okay. He had this height of heights, and now he's kind of coming down, slowly working his way back down, and, and I don't like it that much. Okay, it's weird. There was another thing, but I kind of spaced it at the moment. And if you come back to me, I might remember. It. I think mine right now. Mine with AEW is. I think there's there's a couple, but um, there's too many fucking people. There's there's way too many people and no time. I mean, uh, that's probably my biggest gripe. Is way too many people. You you've this whole thing. Let me. Let me I'm, I'm gonna only, only thing I really want to talk about. There's two things with AEW Dynamite this past week. One is the very first match, which was, I mean, very good. Only because I love Darby Allen and love Jay Lethal and put them together. I'm sure they'll come up with something good. It was the outcome of this, and when you have people get involved in a match, that first of all, you're like, you, you, you if you were in the arena, you'd be like, who are you? Who are you? That's that's what I thought when i saw the first the uh the fake sting ended up being a uh, cole carter from the factory like that was that was kind of like a wah wah moment fun fact <laughs> please cole carter was a personality in nxt who was released recently do you know who he was uh, i do not go ahead you might remember him as tony d'angelo sideman none other known as two dimes two times <laughs> released two dimes now cole carter the factory yeah. that still means nothing to me i'm sorry <laughs> no absolutely nothing it's just funny to say two dimes I just, as a real as a real person's wrestling name <laughs> the whole the whole gimmick was just insane but th- it, this whole thing just fell flat to me so you have this f- fake sting with a mask on obviously come up and attack darby allen you think it would be someone that was big uh, and kind of known no it was cole carter and and the and the crowd went mild. <laughs> the, car, the crowd went less than mild. It was just like, who? What? There was nothing. No no pop whatsoever. And then there's action going on outside the ring. Darby Allen's facing them. Tur- turns around and then gets popped in the head by a guitar. And who is it? None, none other than your SummerSlam referee extraordinaire, Jeff Jarrett. 
J E double F J A double R E E double T double T is A E dub. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, um, this is the crazy thing about Jeff Jarrett. I think Jeff Jarrett has worked in every major wrestling promotion in North America this year. Like, if you think about what Jeff Jarrett has done in 2020, mm-hmm. or tw- uh, sorry, 2022. Yes, that's the year. Yes, it is. Yep. It's pretty wild. Ric Flair's last match performed at SummerSlam, GCW against Effie. Anything. Bro. Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor. Did was he? he? I know, I was not masking. I don't know. It's not a major wrestling promotion anymore. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. To be honest, Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. At um, one point, it was a secondary major wrestling promotion. I guess it had to be before AEW came around. Yeah. My question here is, what are we doing signing more people? I think I think we need to put a pause on new hires, new so, debuts. That, that, the idea of AEW being that place... Four debuts has come and gone. It's old hack. And now you have, you're just buying people just to say you have new toys, but you're doing absolutely nothing with them. Where in the fuck is Miro? I want to know. I want to know where's Miro. Miro, fun fact, is uh, Miro was in a kilt in New York last weekend or two weekends ago. We we talked about that, didn't we? Being Seamus. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Seamus. Seamus McIntyre. Groomsman. Claudio. That's right. Claudio in a kilt. I just, did anyone realize that the League of Nations, like hat, like at least three quarters of the League of Nations was right there? No, uh, Alberto. And no, no Wade. No, no Wade. People forget about that. Alberto Del Rio. I don't know how Wade was in the League of Nations. By the, by the way, if the League of Nations had actually kept going, they should have done like a Brexit angle with Wade. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Kick him out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Wade wants to leave. Right, right. <laughs> That's what it is. He's like, I can't deal with these other European guys. Oh, these... We're not even We're not even in Europe, technically. <laughs> He's Whatever. An asshole. He's an asshole Brexit. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh yeah, so where, where, where is Miro? Where we're bringing back uh the House of Black? Great, fantastic, love it. Um, where bring them back? Where is uh? I mean, name name anybody. Uh, give me give me Sting. Give me um. Uh, Sting's probably injured. Oh uh, no, Sting's working Muda. Sting, yeah. Sting and Muda are going to be working together soon. So that's probably what he's doing. Um, I do I do want to point this out. I can justify the signing of Jeff Jarrett. I don't like it per se because Jeff Jarrett to me has always been the sign of a decline of a regime. Which is why I was going to say that the, the memes were fast and furious with the, the jumping the shark moment of AEW. Oh, they, yeah, they're yeah, calling, yeah. They're calling that the moment. This also, this also makes us one step closer to a moment in history I never want to relive ever again in my life. Granted, okay. n- didn't watch it live, but I don't want to ever relive it. Okay. I said that if anything even close to the finger poke of doom happens in AEW, I'm done. Okay? Ooh. And this makes us one step closer, and I don't like it. Which is? Jeff Jarrett. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the guy, the guy I was himself. talking about Jeff Jarrett oh, okay. this whole time. This whole time. Okay, got it. I thought it was something else. I know um, we go on a lot of tangents, but sometimes you, you just got to keep up with it. I thought it was a tangent on Jeff Jarrett. Um, um, the Jeff Jar- I can justify the Jeff Jarrett thing, though. You have people like... Do you remember when Dean Malenko got signed? Now, granted, we knew that Dean Malenko was not going to be wrestling at all anymore. Right. But you knew he was going to have some type of ability backstage. I don't think this is so much of an on-screen thing 
I, I don't think that this isn't as much of an on-screen benefit as it is a behind-the-scenes benefit. Okay. I think I think Jeff Jarrett is the type of person who knows how to run a wrestling company successfully, some might say. He did, yes. And he can help along with that and backstage morale, all that stuff. Like he's a veteran. So then why introduce him? And that's that's fine. You know what? Because it seems like like Because you can TK... also have him as an on screen asshole. But it seems like TK it's need, easy. Needs, he gets TK a needs nice help. boo. Khan needs the help. He he obviously needs the help, especially now with everything going on. So you you sign Jericho to an extension. Yes. You give him big help. Executive privileges. Great. That's all well and good. You probably he definitely needed that. Jericho should be in the role that Cody Rhodes was in. And he, he and he is. That's fine. Yeah. But if Jarrett is in that role, so you can you have a two for one, is that what you're saying? You have him as a as a heel on camera, but then he could do the backstage stuff too. Yes. I just think I, I think is it's there's no there's no draw. Um Vince McMahon. He was barely a draw when he was a wrestler. Vince McMahon back in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Right? He had his goons also. Yes. Correct? Yes. Who are they? Uh, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. And? and? Uh, 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 Come on. You got it. Give it to you me. got it. Give it to me. G- Gerald Briscoe. Gerald Briscoe. Briscoe. Right? Yes. <laughs> and they were on-screen characters while... Vince McMahon was also an on-screen character, but not like as much as the two of them, if memory serves me correct. Mm, at that time, he was the, the only reason why they came out was because it was with him. Okay, but my point being is that there were also points where he wasn't on screen with them. It was very rare. Damn it! All right, my point. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Regardless, I'm, I'm just saying. I think Tony Khan needs a couple of fucking. Honestly, Tony Khan needs a Pat Patterson. He needs someone to be like. Why the fuck are you doing this? Hmm. Like, what's the point of this? And that's what Vince McMahon was. Uh, that's what Pat Patterson was to Vince McMahon. Right. He Pat Patterson was one of the and Gerald, Gerald Briscoe, I would assume for that matter. But Pat is the only one that everybody talked about being, you know, well, if Vince McMahon had surrounded himself by yes men, Pat Patterson was the complete opposite of that. He's going to shoot you straight. He's going to tell you how it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, both of them, I both think, of them very highly respected wrestlers as well. So they know what the hell they're talking about. Exactly. As far as the first interna- intercontinental champion, <clears throat> excuse me, and then uh, Briscoe is as half one half of probably the greatest tag team ever. I mean, if you, you want to go like the, the top fifty tag teams of all time, he's he's up there. Yeah, absolutely. With his brother, so um, you know, the that's, uh, that's kind of my reasoning as to why Tony would have hired Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Okay, listen, I, I because it's it's it's. I completely he needs those veterans around him uh, who have run shit before. Agreed as far as all that. Agreed that he has run companies and uh, um, now, made companies. that being said, he has also destroyed companies. Um, <laughs> uh, well, name a company he's destroyed. Uh, Can't say WCW. Was a, mm, that wasn't his fault. It led but, to the downfall. I mean, no, he was. He it was, wasn't his fault. He but was it was part the, of it. it he, was, he, he was part of it, and he only did it because that was his job to do it, which is what I kind of was the only thing I respect about the whole situation. You gave Russo power without the filter of McMahon, so therefore, yes. I'm going to any and he hated whatever whatever the hell was going on. So Hogan was going to be out as far as any of those big names that were were champion for the last you know the last years of WCW that was out the window. So here's here's Bret Hart 
and then he gets concussed. Here's I have Jeff Jarrett. I have gives the belt two. NWO two thousand made absolutely no sense. Yes, and uh, he wasn't really directly responsible for the down. WCW was going to go out no matter what, and the yeah. And if you if you <laughs> that meme that I sent the other day, it's it's pretty true. I, I would be very careful. I'm telling you right now. Mark my words on November 9th of 2022 AEW is looking very and I remember vividly vividly watching WCW and being a huge fan of WCW more so than WWE before the Attitude Era came in same this is all happening at the same exact pace it's not a good look and AEW is falling fast and bringing on more people like Jeff Jarrett might be all well and good to kind of fill in the holes here and there you're still leaking hard. It's still coming back. It's still coming hard. Get your OG people back. It might save it. I'm liking the, for the first time I can say that I do like with AEW is the the promos that they're cutting with with the elite. Like delete the elite. I, I'm liking the long term. They don't do that too much. They don't do the, like, the, like WWE does that very well where you set up something up and then you kind of go week by week. I do the like that part. The elite is the only long term storylines that they have ever told. Anyone who has been involved in the elite, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, both Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, those five people, those are the only five people that they will tell long-term stories with. Right. Everyone else is just kind of like a, a here and there story, which is also kind of why I appreciated. Uh, There's too many of that, though. Th- quick tangent that's the reason why i appreciated uh finn balor answering seth rollins open challenge on monday because mm. immediately he brought up you cost me gold i was like yes this is the type of storytelling you need oh, oh it took him right? eight, eight years but sure no it took him sorry six that's years. fine six years that's fine uh people also forget <laughs> jeff jarrett's uh that is long-term uh, storytelling jeff, six jeff years jarrett's later. impact on the business uh-huh right Jeff Jarrett has been a part of some of the greatest factions of all time. I can name three. Go on. The NWO. Correct? He was a part of it, and the NWO is considered one of the greatest of all time. Is that correct? Yes or no? I mean, not OG NWO, but sure. Go ahead. Is the NWO regarded as the greatest faction of all time? One of. More or less. One of. Right? Was Jeff Jarrett a part of the NWO at some point? At, at the tail end of it, sure. Thank you very much. The downside of it, yes. Uh, concluded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could a lawyer me? Get the hell out of here. Go the, ahead. Uh, I'm also using a lot of lawyer. I wish people could see this. A lot of lawyer hand movements. A lot of, a lot of Clinton uh, thumb the, uh, finger things. I did not sleep with that intern. <laughs> I could do a better one. You got to give me a little bit. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, yes. Jeff Jarrett was a part of... The four horsemen. <laughs> again, people forget about that. Again, all these 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 factions that were kind of on the tail end of, of their existence. But go ahead. The third one might be the most important one on the business nowadays. I'm going to say you're going to tell me. Uh, 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 what was it the, the the crew in TNA um, of the old? Nope. The older wrestlers. You're that, wrong. The, the, the main event mafia. Main event no. mafia. That's it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I love that name. Nope, I do love that name too. But no, that was not the faction that I'm referring to. That's a hell of a to. faction, by the way. Do you think about that faction? Like that's like probably the greatest names that did absolutely nothing. You had Sting, Kevin Nash, uh, uh, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Booker Scott T. Steiner. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All main event people on their own. Yeah. Yeah. 
put it together. I don't know what happened. Yeah, no, nothing. Uh, the third faction that Jeff Jarrett has been a part of, and not a lot of people remember, mm. was very recent. That faction is known as the Bullet Club. Really? Yes. How do you get sucked into that? He was competing in New Japan. He was a heel. They were heels. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? Got it. So Jeff Jarrett has had a lasting impression on this business. Mm. Created his own fucking wrestling company. Sold it to TNA. Created NWA TNA when he got fired from, from WWE with mm. his father. Mm. I... I I'm terrified that Jeff Jarrett is in AEW, but I kind of, but I, I can, I can understand it. I, I can understand that they want to try something new. We've talked, we've talked about a lot about Jeff Jarrett. We'll, we'll move on, but um, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that we're not trying to fill in voids of things probably that aren't needed. Maybe we just need to get back to who we had. As in, like, bring back the elite and get uh, your OG people back in the front because that's what worked. And if you're going to sign people, use them. Because also, not for nothing, um, we had when we were live and saw the debut of Soraya, the place went absolutely apeshit. Oh my god! What have they done since? That's a that's a build. It's a very slow build. Uh, yeah, but you want to have her. I could agree. I I would go a step further and say that debuting her. I understand why you debuted her at Arthur Ashe Stadium, but I don't. The timing was way off. I mean, in hindsight, now the timing. The was timing off. exactly. The timing was way off. You had to. You. It was great that they debuted her, but then everybody's like, the entire world's like, okay, now what? And you have yeah. you brought somebody in that. Well, what, you had that be- first couple weeks. That that's what gave Tony the leeway. You have that first couple of weeks of her appearing on screen and everybody's still asking the question, which is what kept steam behind it. Is she going to be wrestling? Like what's going to go on with her actually wrestling? Right. Which is the only reason why it has steam is because it has to at least build to, oh my God, she's fucking wrestling again. And I want to see the gear. <laughs> uh, uh, well, until then. We we get to have uh, Renee Paquette interview her for the unseen time, and it's just like, okay, are you clear to see one more doctor? Okay, now we have to f- figure this out and and extend it even further. Like nobody wants to hear that. We're just like, let's if you're gonna be here, either find a protege, and if you're gonna manage again, then I guess that's all well and good. Nobody wants to see that though. But you know, your health is more obviously more important. Or if you're gonna wrestle, wrestle. But your timing was just way off. And well, you can and- do both. I, I, I guess you could do, but do we want to see her manage again? No, we want to see her wrestle. No, I, I never said manage. You said protege. I'm saying take a protege, like manage a protege. That's, but that's different. You can have a protege and still wrestle. You could, right. You know what I mean? No, you could. QT has a factory of proteges. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Carter. <sighs> biggest name, apparently. Um, it's, uh, yes. No, I mean, Ricky Starks is the biggest name to come out of QT's factory. It's QT's factory. Listen, I, I, all I'm saying is that they need to take whatever names that they're getting here. That's fine. We, we can debut everybody, you know, till it blows up. But I'm, what I'm saying is at least use them because you you have all these people on the shelf that you're doing not a damn thing with. What's going on with Andrade? Oh, is is he is he back? What's what's going on with uh, uh, Keith Lee's been put on the shelf because we're highlighting Keith Lee's on Swerve. Dynamite tonight. 
a while ago, I'm saying the last couple of weeks, he's been kind of put to the side for this Swerve Strickland heel rise. Meanwhile, his wife is now debuted in, in on Raw. Bring him back. <laughs> You're not doing anything. He had a, he had a, a, a decent, not even decent, okay run with the belts, the tag team belts. I mean, is he not going to, other decent. than tonight? It wasn't anything to write home about. It, wasn't. it, was, it was okay. Decent. It was okay. It was okay. It's all right. I mean, it wasn't like a, a Bucks run. It wasn't a, uh, a, a no. Lucha Brothers run. Like, you know, it, it was okay. Um, which, unfortunately, I was claimed see. run, I'll tell you that. Well, <laughs> my God. You want to talk about white hot? Woo! I know. I know. Man. Uh, it's just, and, and, and on a very small negative note with AEW, when, you, when they do their promos, it's, this is going to be a very anal, picky thing. I hate the way they do. They've they've always done it the same way. Where they do their promos, they double about record, 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 cut off, <laughs> and just stops, and then it goes into another segment. I it just it it bothers me that there's like no kind of fade into. <laughs> it's 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 something very stupid that I probably picked up from uh, from our days in CSB. <laughs> I was just about to say you're worried that there's no imaging in between. <laughs> Right. That's it. That's it. It just cuts into That's something. Exactly else. what it is. We have it's PTSD. It's just very stupid. It's a stupid. It's a stupid little thing. That's only on me, and I'm not expecting anybody to agree with me. But everything else, I am because it just it, nothing makes sense as far as p- signing all these people and then not using them. With that being said, CSB almost ruined pro wrestling for me because I could then clearly distinct distinguish which one are real cheers and fake cheers in in WWE. Yeah. Now you don't see a lot of that anymore. No. But thankfully, <laughs> uh, it might in AEW soon. I don't know if they're going the route of WCW. Anyway, uh, knock on wood. Let's hope they're let's, not. Let's hope not. <laughs> um, yeah, John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, let's see here. Nobert Baker, Soraya. We talked about that. Uh, Tony Schiavone backstage with William Regal. Um, let's see if you agree with this. The following assessment: William Regal being involved with John Moxley. And then having all these promos with MJF. Mm-hmm. What is the likelihood of William Regal turning on John Moxley and being and managing MJF? Thoughts? Ooh. I, this is not my idea. I cannot take credit, but I just heard it online. I was like, that might be an interesting uh, little tidbit, little thing that well, they do. But that would mean William Regal's turning on the entire Blackpool Combat Club. Correct. The, the club that he created. The club that he created yes. that is named after him, some, so to speak. Where he's from. Yeah. Right. You don't call it the Blackpool Combat Club if you have a man from Cincinnati, <laughs> one from Aberdeen, Washington, right. and one from Lucerne, Switzerland. Well, oh, and the other guy's from Philly. <laughs> and you from Philly. Listen, I you, you guess you call it whatever you want after that, but I just think it's that would be a, a cool little swerve if, uh, if he turned on Moxley and paired with MJF. I don't think that's the swerve. I think the swerve is that uh the beat up by um the firm mm-hmm. on MJF was the swerve. Similar to that of yeah, you, uh yeah, I, that. I yeah, I believe I mentioned that last week. Bully Ray and Aces and Eights. Right. Yep. I, I'm pretty sure that's the swerve. Got and it. then that'll lead to fucking blood and guts Blackpool Combat Club versus the firm. Okay. Although they would probably need one more person. Who? Two for. Who, the firm? No, the Blackpool Combat Club. 
Yuta, Moxley, Danielson, Cesaro, and uh, yeah, uh, 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 you need a big man. Oh uh, yeah, you need a big man because you got yeah, fucking yeah, Morrison, Morrissey on the other side. Yeah, yeah. So on, but with the firm, it would be MJF, Ethan Page, Lee. No, why not? You, it's a five on five, right? Mm-hmm. I think you you have to have a tag team in there. You oh. put MJF, Ethan Page, the Ass Boys, and <laughs> Morrissey. What a what a against Moxley. Awful. <laughs> what an awful team. Uh, what, oh oh, Miro. Put Miro in there. Fuck yeah. it. Oh yeah, there you go. Hey hey, use him. There you go. That's right. Right. Full circle. Hey, he was just photographed with one of the members. <laughs> there you go. What a waste. <laughs> What a, yeah, speaking of, of someone that was red hot, like Riddle, and then is get, getting pushed down, like you had a re, this huge return of Miro, and then a couple weeks later, nothing. Not even a couple weeks later. It was like two weeks later. You didn't hear from him again. That seems to be the uh, AW, am I right? Um, yeah. I think, uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else besides what I wanted to talk about on Dynamite. Oh, no, two things, actually. Um, happy birthday to uh, Daddy S. Yes, and the, uh, the uh, oh, I'm so happy you brought this up, Daddy. Uh, oh, celebration that we didn't forget birthday celebration. Um, he was given apparently he got because uh, it goes long term storytelling. He had his hands bandaged up since he got bashed the week before. Uh huh. Um, with what was it? What was it? it wasn't a crowbar. It was a. Uh, it was like uh, not shearing scissors. Bolt cutter. Bolt cutters. Bolt, yes, bolt cutters. I I almost mixed up cutters and scissors in the same bolt scissor cutters. Bolt kissers. They give <laughs> <laughs> bolt kissers. Skizzer. Uh, uh they gave him uh Max Castor gave him uh foam scissored fingers. I thought that was very funny. Um and then I didn't I didn't quite understand what the deal was with the gifts from the from the crowd, but somebody gave him like a pair of scissors that were <laughs> were made by them, nice nicely constructed. Um and then the the funny part uh was Bowen's uh, basically bringing up the fact that uh, he invited friends to come. Two of them couldn't make it, and the others were upset that they couldn't make the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you notice, he went to I don't know if it was uh, this was on purpose or it just happened to be coincidental. But when he went to do the the crotch chop, the camera cut away. Yeah, immediately. Uh, and then they came back, and he, he was he was smirking and laughing about it. But because uh, people forget the one thing that the Bullet Club was built on, other than the scissor chop was something that Vince McMahon loved to dish out. And that was cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's our property, brother. Do they own the crotch chop? I mean, can you put a trademark on that? Not while I'm in here. (laughs) It's my crotch. I can chop it. Yeah. Um, It's my crotch and I'll chop it now. I, I don't I, know if that's just yeah, is that a is that, is that a nationwide commercial? Now uh, that I think about it, or is that just New York? You just you just named a commercial that was probably like twenty years old. <laughs> is it? Yeah. What it was? Oh um, wow! I didn't even uh, realize that. I forgot what the uh, anyway the products. Anyway, anyway, JG Wentworth. There you go. <laughs> I want my money <laughs> now. Yeah, so it's my money. He gave the crotch shop, and it was very funny. But the the idea of of the reunion very, uh, and then the the announcers were getting a little kick out of it too. Fun fact: What was the gift that he he gave him? Foam scissors. Right. There was about so that that crowd was uh, it filled up to I believe thirty five hundred people. I believe there was roughly 
35 total uh, foam scissors made. And they all sold out immediately. Okay. And they didn't think about making enough. Well, that's just idiotic, isn't it? I know. And then you have fucking Excalibur plug it on Dynamite, yeah. and you have me go on Pro Wrestling Tees and look it up. And, and I'm like, where out. the fuck are these scissors at? <laughs> they sold out. There's one thing I'm so upset that I never got from the Attitude Era hmm. was the Austin uh, foam finger. The middle finger? Yes. Yeah. I was so upset that I, like, when I look back on it and look at all that, I'm like, fuck, I could have, like, if I had realized, I could have asked for one. But I can't. I'm and sure. now it's over. And now I want a fucking foam scissor. <laughs> I'm sure you can go on eBay and see if they have any. Yeah, but I ain't paying fucking $3 million because someone wants to get a foam scissor. $3 million. Anyway, um, moving on. So, yeah, and then he got beat up and uh, FTR came to the rescue and we're setting up for FTR and Acclaimed at some point. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up uh, with Dynamite, even though there was a bunch of other things afterwards that I, I unless you want to talk about, it, I have no reason to talk about. Um, wow. the, uh, the Ocho, Chris Jericho. And the ROH uh, uh, champion, um, and his his open challenge, his open uh, uh, challenge to former ROH ah yes champions, and what the music do you hear? Boom 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 boom. Cocabana, Cocabana is back, which means what a slap in the face to CM Punk. Gone, my friend, you're gone. Yes, gone, gone. I don't exactly know if Cole Cabana is back back per se. I mean, but having him not back back, but having him at, at a show on Dynamite. Oh, it's a shot. A, it's a pretty telling thing. It's a shot. By the way, Cole Cabana has leaned into the whole having a bank account with his mother thing. It's awesome. He even said like, oh, yeah, my, my brother's a I don't know what he said. My brother's a lawyer, all right, that stuff. Right, right. And even he shares a bank account with my mother. Okay, well, whatever. Right, yeah, what, does he care? what does he care? What does CM Punk care? Like that's supposed to be a dig. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to say and like is that I was he trying to say that Cocabana is childish? Maybe. Was that the whole point of that? Maybe. Who knows? I, it doesn't. But regardless, matter. I did read that this was a one-off on a, like this. What this isn't a storyline going forward. Mm. We all know that Cocabana has been pretty much subjugated to ROH at this point. Right. Uh, hasn't I mean there hasn't even been being BTE the past fucking two months. They should be using more. I mean, they, they have time to use anybody. I guess they he can... was a staple on BTE, and then Punk came in and they had the voice over him, and he talked through a fucking orange with a goddamn face painted on it. It was hilarious. They would leave him, and everyone would go, "Don't forget Colt," and someone would run back and pick up a little orange. It's like, all right, come on, Colt. <laughs> They kept going. It was so really good. I still, really, I cannot wait for that first episode back. I was, gonna, I was just about to amazing. ask you. So there's nothing going on with BTE yet. The last episode of BTE was all out. Uh, uh. That's it. All out was on a Sunday. BTE came out on a Monday. That was the last of BTE. Jeez, wow. Freaking it punk. ran every single week. Freaking CM Punk. Like, it's, it's amazing that one person, and, and this is from someone that, <clears throat> excuse me, is a huge fan of CM Punk. It, it, uh, Our think, first AEW show, you wore a fucking CM Punk shirt. Uh, yeah, that's right. Just the I, the idea of of one person, as Chris Jericho so eloquently put it, as a cancer to the locker room. One person can just take down an entire show. Like that show, all all out is not known for him winning that belt back. 
or any other amazing matches that happened in that card. It's for the brawl that happened afterwards and the suspensions, the the upcoming suspensions yet and firings that happened from that. All Out should have been known for one thing and one thing only, and it was not CM Punk winning the world title back from John Moxley. All Out should have been remembered for fucking MJF. That was it. And that's the most fucked up part about all of it. Yeah, he took and, that away. Uh, uh, CM Punk came out and said, I want... These these kids deserve a shot. These kids, these kids, all that stuff, right? Punk's first fucking promo back. He said, "You guys want to see the old old punk? Be careful what you wish for." Guess what? We're seeing the old punk, and he's burying the fucking kids. And we're 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 sorry we asked. <laughs> and MJF is just a fucking great, great pro wrestler. That it doesn't fucking matter if CM Punk buries him. He's still gonna win the title at Full Gear, mm. and he's still going to be known if everything if the if this is going to be tough if the trajectory of mjf's career goes the way it should sure he could be remembered as one of the greatest of all time i tried to put as much (laughs) barriers as i could on that without saying that mjf is going to be the greatest ever (laughs) I, i i don't doubt that for him I just think that. Let me rephrase that. No, no, I, you don't have to. I mean, if you want to, you, you don't have to. Just right? very slightly. Sure. MJF could be this generation's Ric Flair. Okay. The style, the personality, it all ties into what a Ric Flair character would be like in 2022. Right. In my in my opinion. Granted, that's just an opinion. And if we all know what my opinions are, is they're fucking amazing always. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I applaud you for saying that with a straight face. Good for you. <laughs> I wish I kept it straight for a little more longer instead of popping. Um, I listen because if that's my downfall, it's popping myself. Your your correction was all well and good. It wasn't necessary, probably not, because I could have gone with this the modern day greatest. But I am afraid of the hands that he's been put in. This is, I mean, this is, this is, I'm, I'm going at. Do you think Tony he would Khan be here. in better hands in the WWE? Is my question. Maybe now with Triple H, probably, yeah. You wouldn't get this MJF. You like it would, it wouldn't punch as hard as it does now. It, He'd yeah. still punch. It just wouldn't be that fucking. If you did though, that one lucky if, punch. If he, there's a teaser for <laughs> you. Said, and we're gonna segue right into that next. If you did, imagine though, if Triple H did, and he, he could single handedly. Go to WWE, be him, and let Triple H just let him do his thing. Your, for lack of a better word, your attitude in WWE would absolutely change from whatever gimmicky, cheesy, filmy feel that McMahon has left before he he was unceremoniously dropped to something that's a little edgier that is much needed in WWE. And so okay. if you if you have Roman Reigns doing that kind of thing, you have Brock Lesnar doing that kind of thing, uh, Bobby Lashley, who looks like he's going to go heel, kind of do that, that kind of thing, even push it a little further and have MJF and get on the mic, you'll have the best uh, promo person in all of WWE and MJF, and you could definitely put him up as far as giving him a, a belt. Like, it's, I, I think he would... If which in Triple H's hands, he would probably and he would just let him go. He would he would be he would far exceed what he's doing in AEW. All right, two things to that. Sure. Number one, better would it be better for him to go 
toe-to-toe with him on the mic or have him on his side on the mic, MJF and Paul Heyman. Oh, jeez. Right? (laughs) Hell, I'll go one step further. I've heard this in a podcast before, which is why I don't want to take original credit for it because if I take original credit for it, it gets somewhat uh, insensitive. Okay. MJF Mm -hmm. and Paul Heyman come together. They find some other people who are of the similar persuasion. Mm Mm-hmm. And they call themselves, it's topical nowadays too, they call themselves the Jew World Order. (laughs) Uh Right? Uh Paul Heyman has said, I'm a Jew from New York. MJF has said, I'm a Jew from New York. Sure. Put them together. Make magic. (laughs) Right? Make Jewish magic. Listen. Sami Zayn jumps ship, calls himself... This is where it gets good. Mm. The honorary juice. Thank you very much. Like I said, I don't want to take original credit for that. I do not. Okay. Shout out to Peter Rosenberg. Shout out to the Cheap Heat podcast. I heard that on there before, mm. and I have waited for the correct moment to put that analogy in place. Here it is. We, we've arrived. Uh, <laughs> That will never happen in a million years, but you not know what? in a million I, years. But goddamn, is it good to think about in some sort of alternate universe? I have a yes J- in some some sort of alternate universe. I have a JWO shirt, and it's all blue and white. No, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be blue. The and white. BWO, but it's but that's the colors. It would it'd be blue and white. It has to be white and blue. Okay, all right, listen. <laughs> blue square, white shirt. That's what it would have to. God, be. okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, a little uh, dreidel with like uh, with like barbed wire around it. Yeah. <laughs> and the W would have the crisscrosses like it's a menorah. <laughs> it's a menorah. <laughs> oh, An man. old school menorah, I should say. Like a wooden one that was made. Can you do like In a, Jesus' time. Can you do, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. Could you do like a sold, like a sold out pay-per-view? Like a JWO sold out? But it's like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's JWO like, versus WWE. But it's like souls, like souls, souls out, sold out. <laughs> All right, we've gone too far. <laughs> the first promo is we're gonna part the red sea i don't know i couldn't i couldn't come up with anything after that and he comes my out, mind heard red sea and i had to put it in he somewhere. just comes out with the staff and he knocks it on the ground yeah oh we digress good lord that was good times all right anyway aw is <laughs> the jwo versus the fiend fiend still has in an alternate universe the jwo took on the fiend and the fiend still had the red fucking lights mm-hmm and then someone in the JWO comes out the staff and just parts the Red Sea. And you just see it slowly start to evaporate on both sides. And it just becomes a blue light behind them. <laughs> oh, my God. This doesn't write itself. We are idiots. This is not right itself. This is just genius. We, and, and we're idiots. Genius. Like, realistically, we're dumb. And we're coming up with this. So, like, why can't you guys? <laughs> we're dumb. Moving on. God. I feel like you have to say that so people don't really take you seriously, but you know. No, but I'm serious. It's very serious. Oh yeah, I'm serious too. JWO. If you it's can topical. Ha- if you can have it well, especially now. That's uh That's what I'm saying. It's topical. If you can have maximum male models and be as entertaining as they are, you can definitely have a JWO. Yeah. And have them be serious. And, and be serious. <laughs> serious faction. With MJ Ooh. Led by MJF and Paul Heyman. 
Yeah, like a modern day evolution. MJF is Triple H. Paul Heyman would be Ric Flair. Uh I just think of a tag team. A Jewish tag team. Yeah, I don't. I I can't. The Creed Brothers. I don't know. This the only. (laughs) If I'm being honest with you, it's the only white tag team I could think of. There you go. That's, or do you take an op, do you take an opposite version? Do you go black Israelites and say like the new? Oh, <laughs> oh listen. <laughs> <laughs> now that's topical, dude. If you can get like a combination of both, oh my god, damn, dude. Speaking of greatest factions of all time, there you go. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Crown Jewel before we uh, get sued. Um, I please. <laughs> there were two matches uh, for the night that were kind of that kind of were short lived. Uh, one of them was the very first match, which I, I I can appreciate the idea of getting Bobby over to lead into this new heel look, but he absolutely destroyed Lesnar. Um, Lesnar gets the cheap win with the roll up. Uh, Lesnar with the the knee situation going on. Um, I. I I know they're going further with this, so hopefully, because we haven't seen we didn't see Lesnar, but this this past week uh, after Crown Jewel, but I thought it was way too short. Unless he was legitimately hurt with the knee, I thought this was no. I think you needed to have that short Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match. Uh, you need to have Bobby like... look dominant in order for Brock to even take him seriously. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Have him be dominant, but have it go at least a little longer. I feel like it, this for what, what was it five minutes? Was it five minutes? Yeah. Okay, but okay, okay. That, they, he was on the. They were on the outside for a very long time. Okay, we're 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 justifying five minutes as if that's okay. It's you have a, a match that people were. Actually I mean, listen, some to. women would have killed for five minutes ten years ago. But um, bum bum. The idea of having. I meant that jokingly, but also serious. serious. You get what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's having a match for for two people that you finally put together that people are looking forward to, only last five minutes. I, I feel it's it because kinda, of that heavy hitting cheap. style. It was cheap. For me, uh, no, for I, me, I, 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 I agree with it. Okay, I think you should have had that match. I think that match was kind of perfect for the storyline. You have Brock sit out a little bit, mm-hmm. have Bobby build up the hurt business. Brock comes out, takes out fucking everybody, leads to a match at WrestleMania. Brock okay. comes back as a surprise entrant in the Rumble. Right, Bobby Lashley's just sitting there like, what, mm-hmm. what? Put put Brock in Drew McIntyre's spot and have Bobby Lashley in Brock's spot. Okay, that's fine. I just I, I somewhat I, agree with it. I, I, okay, all right. I just I, I don't agree with the the time length of it. I, I you can still have a squash and it be blown in five minutes. I wouldn't say it was a squash per se. I, Brock got his offense in. There was an F five. Okay, that he, he kicked. He had out two F fives that he kicked out of. I mean, Bobby kicked his ass. <laughs> Bobby legit yes. kicked his ass. It yeah. it was it, people call it a squash, and so it was kind of I don't know. It, Regardless of how you think about that match, disagree. the most important thing about it, yes, is that Bobby was able to keep the uh, heart lock on the entire time right. until he got pinned and the bell rang. That hurt lock was on the whole time, mm-hmm. and I think that is the biggest thing coming out of that. Nobody can break the hurt lock. The only br- the only person who has ever broken a hurt lock in history. Is Bobby Lashley? If you think about it, shout out the Master Lock. Shout out Chris Masters. Say Chris Masters. That's right. Way back when. Yeah. Uh, damage control, uh, as I called, not not for the full damage control wins, but for the tag team uh, championships. Don't agree with that. 
That's I, what I wanted to get into. I, Thank you. Okay. So I, I agree with giving them the belts back, but yes. I, I, I don't agree with the idea of having to swap these back and forth. Um, You could have had them... I, I didn't know what the point of that was. That's, I guess that's my my thing. Is I don't know what the point of it was to drop the belts to Bliss and Asuka just to have them regain the belts. I think it was that. I think that was the point was to have them win the belts in Saudi. Okay. So the, as opposed to just having them defend it and defend them again in Saudi against the same people. So they're the first women to ever win belts in Saudi. I don't think so. Name another. I can't off the top of my head, <laughs> okay. But uh, you may be right about that. I, I mean, I can't think of any another female, like just single or tag team that has won a belt. Like, to they, be fair, I should be able to think about this because there hasn't been women wrestling in Saudi since in like, like it's only been what I know three years. <laughs> I know <laughs> four years. I should be able to remember that, but I don't. I can't. Uh, you know what? You're probably right. That that maybe that was their reason. <laughs> okay. Fuck it. That yeah. was their reason. It just didn't make sure. any sense. Sure. It was a great match. It just it d- didn't make any sense. And they and the they throw in with uh, uh uh as far as Nikki Cross being involved in this whole thing. Um I'm please. so happy you brought that up. Sure. That's what I, did. I don't understand why Nikki Cross is involved with this. I want to make a quick little side tangent to Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. and say that I'm very happy that Nikki Cross threw that belt in the garbage. And missed. <laughs> Completely. And missed. Which honestly, I think poor, the miss was better because it made it. It sounded like it shattered. It sounded like it shattered. Yes, it did. And poor, but poor Dana Brooke. Like she was like very happy about being the, the champion. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it gets it gets taken off by a push from Nikki Cross just to get that's off. fine. So the twenty four seven twenty four seven is now done, buried, done, gone, retired. Put it up in the rafters, burn it to the fucking ground. Nobody likes it. Pointless. Yes, absolutely pointless. Yes, Mick Foley was the best thing about that fucking belt. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Our truth was the best thing. I was our truth was yes. Mick yeah. Foley bringing that belt out was the best. People thing. talk Until about our truth made it a thing. People talk about John Cena and Ric Flair with their sixteen championships. No, our yeah. truth forty two. <laughs> All right, regardless, amazing. Uh, uh, yes, so damage control is your new uh, new uh, champs retained, and yes. now we have gotten a war games challenge. Yes. Correct. War games. War games is a five on five gimmick. So we still need two people on, on the the. Wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that in a second. Sure. Who do you put in Bailey's side? You have Bailey and Damage Control with Nikki Cross. You have to put one more heel over there. Who do you think that would be? Rhea Ripley. Okay. I can I can get behind that. I, mean, I can who, absolutely get behind that. What would you have? I don't know. Okay. I just I have another one for the other side. Okay. But I just want to know who you would put in that side. Yeah. So I, I think I would put Rhea on on the, the heels. For the face you need two. Um mm-hmm. uh I guess well now Mia Yim. Mm-mm. Well if you, you can have, have Mia Yim on that oh no, yeah. If you can have Rhea Ripley, then now you have a, a the return of Mia I Yim. I was thinking an already Speaking of Raw. Already established tag team. Sure. Who has not been seen in the WWE in quite some time. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. And the that man, person is the Mandalorian's Evil own. Art. The Mandalorian's own Sasha Banks. And, and Naomi. Part of the blood. I line. think that is where we finally see them. Okay. 
I think that would that's work. my prediction. Don't know who wins. Probably Sasha. Would have to be, yeah, it would have to be. Sasha being Sasha will probably be like the last one. The, the Bailey will pin Bianca. Bianca's out. Sasha will pin Bailey. Some some bullshit like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. All right, I, I get that. I, I'm I'm down for that. Which is why I immediately thought Sasha and Bailey first. Sasha and Naomi first. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of someone to be the one person on that side. On the other side. Can't really think of a woman heel either. Like um, who? What other women are heels right now? Zelina Vega, I guess. Mm. But that's SmackDown. Yeah, these women are on Raw. Can't really, but whatever. I, I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited to see as far as the, the build up for for the for War Games. Um, Drew McIntyre. Speaking of uh, of cages, Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross in a steel cage. I did like the involvement of Scarlet with the lock <laughs> at the at the end there. Yes. Um, I also did not understand if you're going to use Mace for a second time that Drew McIntyre has now somehow become uh, impervious. To it's s- adrenaline, to, dude. It's, it's so interesting how... It's know, adrenaline. Did you, you see the last match? When you feel that adrenaline, though, you just you can suddenly become uh, visible. You can have vision again. Yeah. Like, it's very weird yep. how that works. It's like adamantium. Is that the same... This- <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same power that uh, Rey Mysterio had when he had his eye popped out of his socket? No, he got a, he got a, a new eye put in after. Oh right, 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 right. Oh, that's, you don't you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was out for a while. He that's had why it's a different color. I believe they are called. Nope. Yeah, ocular implants. No. Sure. Yes, I believe ocular is ear, cochlear is ocular is eye, cochlear is ear. You're on it. You're on it. Whew, Smart guy. I try. <laughs> so anyway. Um, by I the know way, very little about a wide range of subjects, <laughs> but what you do know, uh, shout out to, uh, to Ray again and his, his, uh, his left eye of, of doom. Um, that match that he had with, uh, with, uh, Gunter banger, man, like, listen, any, any David and Goliath kind of match can go one of two ways, either horribly horrible just because it's going to be some sort of squash or you put up a fight and you have a match like, like he had, I thought that. That IC match for the main event on SmackDown was great. Um, Gunter Gunter is much like Brock Lesnar, where they work crazy well mm-hmm. with uh, with the the lucha the, style, the, smaller, the small, yeah, the small people. But he he's used to that though, because I mean he's he's a he's a rare breed, and NXT UK were all smaller people. Oh yeah, so you know, you fucking kind of, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, yeah. Pete Dunn, uh, you know, yeah. Ilya. Dragging off, I mean, they're all like smaller, smaller guys. So he had to, you know, work that out with with those guys. So he, this was perfect. So you know, great match. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. Uh, this cage match with uh, Drew McIntyre and Karen Cross, I did like uh, uh, the idea of the of the the lock at the end there, where he, where Scarlet locked <laughs> locked him in. McIntyre climbed over, and she was like, "Oh shit!" Having to unlock it to to get Karen Cross out. McIntyre drops to the floor and gets the win uh, for that. Uh, Judgment Day taking on the OC. Fucking Rhea Ripley. She is okay. She is a a great thorn in the side of of which is I find incredible to be in this constant storylines with other guys, body slamming uh, gallows and and getting involved in matches like this one here. Um, she needs to be. She needs to have a belt. <clears throat> it's it's not gonna be Bailey. The 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 interaction that they had on Raw. Is it going to lead go. up to something? Have at it and give it, give it to Rhea because she is going to be an amazing champion, more so than she was the first time around because that was absolutely nothing. That was bullshit. It happened during COVID. 
uh, uh, I feel like not that she went out of her way to do it, but Charlotte was also involved and was just a bigger name and got squashed. If Charlotte and, Ray, and Rhea went to add it now, it's a totally different story. Absolutely. It's a totally different story. And Rhea is probably the best female that they have on both sides, SmackDown and Raw. So at some point, you got to give her the belt. I want to point out something during that match. So all, all that to say is that Rhea gets involved with uh, with uh, AJ Styles, um, and then Judgment Day get the win. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of that match, Cole was selling that match very, very well. I don't know if you listened to that. I listened very closely because my ears perked up big. Okay. Michael Cole, commentator of SmackDown, on a WWE premium live event. Yeah, bud. Said the phrase. Yeah, man. AJ Styles and Finn Balor, former leaders of the faction known as the Bullet Club of New Japan. (gasps) And mentioning that Carl Anderson is the current never open weight champion. Shocking. What world do we live in? Is this the one that Doctor Strange put up? This is the one universe? <laughs> he goes like this to Tony. Yep. Holy hell. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was so excited. But see, I just can't hide it. <laughs> you lost control and you think you like it. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can't have a mention of something that really it does not impact you one whatsoever. Like, it's not like he's, he's mentioning, oh, uh, uh, you know, AEW or, or something like even with ROH, like it's it's New Japan. If, if AEW owned New Japan, that'd probably be another story. But it's it's New Japan. It's, uh, but it's, they've mentioned Ring of Honor in the in the past. They've mentioned Ring of Honor kind of recently. Hmm. I think. I, I feel like that whole hmm. thing that this whole thing of the uh, the Forbidden Door, whatever, or even the mention of it of of the Forbidden Door or cross promotion. Notice you can't say Forbidden Door on. Uh... On WWE. I mean, there's no reason to, but well, you can't say Right, like, you can't say it because now it's, yeah. it's trademark. Trademark, AEW, Tony Khan. Um, but the, the the idea of not being able to say it for all these years, I feel like you're making us seem stupid. <laughs> like, we don't understand or don't realize that there's a world outside of WWE or there's a world outside of AEW where we just, and, and thank God for you know, people like MJF who will you know cross that line and, and blur that line in the sand. To say like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll head over to you know the Triple H in a heartbeat, like do it. I have Bruce Pritchard on speed dial. Do it. That was a great. That was a great, amazing line. Do it. Just, just not every time, but once in a blue, like saying Bullet Club, which has got you know, such it was such a throwaway line. It got such insane reactions online, but do it. We're not stupid. We watch other products. Like if if you're solely on WWE or you're solely on AEW, that's all well and good, fine. But oh, I know a couple. If you, but if you watch, <laughs> if you do watch both, don't act like we're idiots that we don't know what the hell's going on. And the fact that you do refer to that makes it even better. So do more of that. <laughs> I guess that's my point. Do more of that, please. Uh, Braun Strowman uh, and Omas. Omas squashing Braun Strowman, um, and it was <laughs> the the be- my best uh, moment of this match was the when he was doing the train coming around the the corner and just ran right into him and <laughs> right into him <laughs> like a wall. <laughs> it's just like a wall, and you like not- Omos was Hancock. <laughs> yeah, he just ran right into the wall, and that was it. He just fell to the ground, and you have not seen uh, in all this time that Braun Strowman's around been around a a dominant performance against him, and Omos brought it, but uh, he Strowman gets the win. And I, I would have thought that if you're going to push Omas, this would have been the point to do it since he's 
first of all, he wasn't with M- MVP, so he was. It was all him. So he well. It's funny you mentioned that because uh, he couldn't go overseas because you know he's MVP's done some things. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say MVP got a couple cases on him. Got some cases on his docket. Don't go overseas there, MVP. Stay where you are <laughs> unless you want to uh, be arrested for life. Um, End up in a Saudi Arabian prison for the rest of your life. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. But Omas, yeah. uh, listen, I, I, I give him credit. He he pulled his own weight and he was able to you know say and do very heel things <laughs> that he was you know expected to do. Um, I would have thought that he would have gotten the win on this because if you're trying to push him – Further than just mid card, and for a big guy, this would have been a, a proper way to do it. But that was not the case, and so this was another match where two big guys came, had a very—I mean, it wasn't a short, short match, but it was shorter than maybe expected. Um, but anyway, Strowman gets the win on that one. Uh, Bray Wyatt comes out and has another promo, same as he did on SmackDown. So he basically had a SmackDown promo overseas. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing had changed other than the fact that he's. He is feuding with himself. He he's he's openly feuding with himself. Is what's, what's for happening. now, yes. For now, um, uh, Usos, which the, is fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. No, I'm, that's all well and good. I just want to. Yeah. I I'm, I want to pay off. I mean, obviously, we all want to pay off at some point with uh, Uncle Howdy. Um, but yes, we will. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Usos and the Brawling Brutes, an awesome match. Uh, Usos retain WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh. Two of my favorite matches coming up here, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Um last woman standing for the Raw Women's title. And very clever way for her to win. Very clever way for her to win. Uh, but I don't like that she won. <laughs> I, I I I tend to agree. Um I think we should put a uh, put some Nas in that uh in the uh, golf cart to move a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> very anticlimactic with that. Um if you're going to have a cut table, which was clearly cut, uh, at least if you're going to swing Bailey onto said table and she bashes her back into the corner of the table, I I remember we were sitting in this room in, in my my living room, myself, Rob, Stephanie, uh, Patrick, and that that spot happened, and she hit the table. It did not break. I got up from my chair and I walked into my bedroom. <laughs> it, was, it was so brutal watching that spot, and then and then having to do it again to break the table and then you saw that it just obviously it just split right right down the middle um it did not break so there was that and then the the clever spot at the end to uh to get the win pinning Bailey between the ladders in the corner of the rope um at the corner of the ring under the bottom rope which was very uh, very clever kind of ingenious the way of doing that um and she was down for the 10 count and so we retain with ba- uh, Bianca Belair being the champion I guess it still kind of keeps Bailey strong in a way. I think she like it, it still keeps momentum behind Bailey. I mean, mm-hmm. Bailey realistically doesn't lose momentum nowadays. Right. She's always at the top in, in, in some way, shape, or form. True. But I think it was Bailey's time. I, th- I think it was time for Bailey to I get it. Completely agree. I mean, Bailey can always get it, but <laughs> hey. Um, uh, and then your main event. <laughs> Which was the main event, the undisputed WWE champion Roman Reigns taking on Logan Paul. And I will say, I've said it before, <laughs> I will say this again. You can hate the kind of person that Logan Paul is. I don't. Do not hate. I've said that before. I'm saying you can. You don't have to. You can. If, 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 if that kind of like smug Honestly, attitude. Honestly, I don't think you can at this point. 
as a as an attitude as a persona you can hate on who he is and what he who he was who he, what he exudes he's still that person what he exudes as a wrestler as a performer as a talent never never doubt logan paul and i'm telling you give right now the man his give him flowers his, give, him his, give him his credit dude that he he not only put on a, a good match he put on an amazing match and more probably I don't know what's going on record of saying this. Reigns gave him, I guess, the leash to do that and and put him over insanely well. So kudos to him. But Logan Paul carried that match, which I would never thought to think to say. And Logan Paul completely carried the match. And the the idea of of who he is, first of all, sh- shout out to him just for for putting in the time to to be the wrestler that he is. But you know that video has like. Was like forty million views or something like that? Some some insane nonsense that uh, I'm not surprised. The the top rope uh, splash <laughs> onto Roman Reigns. Uh, if you go watch it, it's absolutely absurd. It's like he does it. The f- the phone goes flying. It's just it's an amazing video. Um, but yeah. So apparently, and also tell me because I I was not sure. I know he he injured himself during that match. Tell me exactly what he injured, when he injured it, and how he. I guess it was all adrenaline because he he. he it was just happening in the middle of the match that he got hurt, and then he just carried himself throughout the the remainder of that match with a torn what? He came out on his Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, his social media, and said he believes to have suffered a torn ACL, a torn MCL, and a possible torn meniscus, Oof. which is all three in your knee. Oh, yeah. The reason why I asked you which one he tore at first mm-hmm. is because all of the reports have been coming out saying that he tore his meniscus and his MCL and possibly his ACL. And I go, bruh, just fucking listen carefully mm. and you can get the headline right. Mm. I should have reported it for false information because technically that is what it is. Okay. That is false information. But I digress. Yeah, it was which and I'll. I can think of three spots in the match where he could have possibly injured it. Mm. The first one, which is where he said was about halfway through, uh, he went from the ground to the second turnbuckle. And when he got up there, his foot slipped from uh, underneath him and it went through, it went through the rope. And I looked at it. I go, that could have been very bad. Mm. if it if it wasn't already which is why i i put that in my head as one where it possibly could have been Mm. because it is halfway in the match which is what he said and it was a thing where i'm not gonna lie if i probably did it i would would have torn my acl if that happened (laughs) uh the other one was the buckshot lariat if you notice on the lariat, he, yeah, he came he, down hard. He fell kind of forward and forward hard. Mm. But then he, that also led to that clothesline that he did very hard. Which, bro, I will say this till till I'm blue in the face. Adam Page has the greatest buckshot lariat of all time. Not, not after this. Okay. <laughs> Logan Paul could give him a run for his body. I, I think he should probably take some lessons because maybe there's a reason why when Adam Page does it, he pauses before he does the, the clothesline. Uh, he just went right into it. Maybe that's what, when he hurt his knee because he just wasn't bracing enough for for impact on that uh, come come around on the the buckshot part um, a lot of the the final spot was what a lot of people think which was the uh spot from the top rope onto the table 
That's what a lot of people are saying mm. because he could have hit his knee on the edge of the announce booth. Right. Like that's, and if you think about it, that could be what it is because after that, he really didn't do a whole lot of offense. Right. Like after that was the punch, possibly. Uh, after, no, after that was, uh, well, during, was it during that or after that when Jake Paul came out? And all the the uh, the others, <laughs> the Usos came out, Solos came out, Jake Paul. That was the... after because when Mike and George got flipped over the freaking barrier, yeah. there was already table everywhere. And like George almost fucking after. hit his head on got it. Got it, got it, got it. So it was By the way, shout out to those two, man. I have uh, I've yeah. followed those guys just as long as I followed Logan. Mm. And let me tell you, it brought such a smile to my face to number one, see them in a professional wrestling ring. But also take like a super kick, one like com- like an old man, mm-hmm. right? Mike's thirty seven years old. I don't know if you knew that. The what, tall what, guy. What is their relation to the balls? That's the impulsive podcast, bro. Oh, okay. Like that's the that's the three of them. Got it. Okay. Hit um, Mike and Logan were they were business partners. Mm-hmm. Mike used to be a a, a representative of Lo- of Love Sack. I don't know if you know what I Love Sack do, is. I don't know what Love Sack is. They're very comfortable. Yeah, he was very high up at Love Sack at one point. Okay. And then he got into biz- into the content creation business and then moved in with Logan and then they started the podcast. Gotcha. And then George is Logan's boy from back in the Vine days. Oh, do it for the Vine. They used to film Vine back uh, back in L.A. Mm-hmm. And now he is the third, uh, the third co-host of Impulsive. Gotcha. Okay. Which is why, and George is also a stand-up now too, which is hilarious. If we can get uh, uh, Jake to learn how to throw a a uh, worked punch, a working great. punch, that'd be great. Be the man could punch. I mean, obviously, we need to say that he's a good he puncher. Can obviously, punch. Obviously okay, punch. not in a, not in the WWE ring though. <laughs> Someone needs to show him how to do that because that was awful. Can I be honest with you? That's like the only bad part of that that match was was his punches to the Usos. I think Jake Paul did the best thing ever mm-hmm. by going into a WWE ring. And trying to throw a working punch. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I believe that proves that none of those fights were rigged. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> if they were rigged, right. his punch would have looked like dog water. Yeah, it yeah. would have looked like oh, garbage. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm all about it. The Absolutely. man can clearly throw a punch. Absolutely. He cannot throw a pro wrestling punch. <laughs> he cannot throw a working punch. Um, by the way, do you know who uh, who trains Logan Paul? Uh, none other than the heartbreak kid, Mr. Oh, Shawn Michaels. Sean. That's right. Shawn Michaels with yeah. the training. Uh, should have taught him how to uh, throw a better, a better, uh, he, he tuned up the band real nice. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. I'm about to do some sweet chin music. Yeah. yeah. He did. But he should have taught him how to throw a fucking super, uh, sweet chin music better. Because I'm not going to lie. I can do it better. <laughs> and I know because I have done it. Uh in the shower once or twice, oh, maybe. Oh, Who knows? No, listen, I don't really know what's going when on. You're, when your when your leg is wet and you hit, it makes a real good pop. You have enough space in your shower to lift your leg up to uh, do a kick, or are you just doing the pop? No, I just wanted him to tell a story that was fake. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best I could do. Uh, if I had said bathroom, would you have believed me? Fraud. No. Really? Either way, I wouldn't have believed you. Other than slap, I, I can do it. My leg can get up there. Okay. If that's one thing, I, I may be a fat man, <laughs> uh, but I am flexible 
in the nether regions. Hello. All right. And we, that's not what I wanted to say. We are, we are moving on because that was awful. Um, <laughs> that's, that is not what I wanted. <laughs> I, was a I can't do a split, but I can get my leg up there. Okay. You're in the nether regions. Um, and then after everything. Isn't that where uh, 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 Malachi Black's from? Nether regions? Oh, no. That's the Netherlands. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we had uh, the whole thing go on with. So Solo, Solo Sequoia comes out uh, with with his own entrance, and he they did nothing with Jake, Jake Paul. Obviously, you can't. Apparently, that was the at the end of that whole thing was with the Usos. <laughs> that was gonna that was gonna end uh, Jake's run as far as him being on camera. Um, Logan gets back in the ring and gets uh, Superman punched into a spear, and Reigns gets the one two three to retain. Obviously, that was going to happen, but throughout the match, there was definitely a sense of holy shit. There was at least three different times where yeah. there was like that count was like, oh, my God, he could actually do this. And that is the, the all, ultimate awesome sign of a great match is that you think, you know, I mean, obviously, we all knew what was going to happen. But in the midst of the match, having the 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 doubt, the doubt, yeah, creep into your head as far as like, oh, my God, he's, oh my God, he almost got it. He's, he's, he's going to do this. Because then you go, then you start like legitimizing it in your head, and you go, "Can he actually do this? Can he actually do this?" And the answer is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't, but he could. I mean, well, the answer is no, he can't. But no, I mean, he, he, he possibly he, could. He possibly could. The, the answer, the answer is he possibly could. <laughs> and if if you say he can't, then you're an idiot, only because you had the doubt in your head. So there was there was that. He he put on a great match, and. Now it's unfortunate that he's so severely injured that it's going to take him a Cody Rhodes style uh, uh, length of time to recover. ACLs are no been joke. Hearing a lot, been hearing a lot that it's all a fugaze. Well, then, that I it guess, is all the work. I guess we're going to just to write him off a of TV for a little bit. Okay. I, guess we're I don't know that. if I believe it though because I I watch the man's social media. Like I follow the guy. Yeah. He pops up on my feed every once in a while. Well, then I guess he's, we're going to see. Like he's got ice on it. Why would you put ice on it? If I mean, I for a work. picture, yeah, but for a video and all that. I know. Well, it's, I guess it's, he's working out his leg and he's putting it down gingerly. Long-term like, storytelling, I, I guess. I, I guess that's where we're going. But listen, I again. New kayfabe. <laughs> Just show injury everywhere you go. Um, yeah, shout out to Logan Paul. That was, that was an absolutely amazing match. Those last two matches were, were really good. So Crown Jewel uh, is in the books. Um, overall, I wouldn't say every match was, was great because that definitely wasn't the case. Uh, it was a good pay per view. wasn't one of their better ones, but those those two matches at the end kind of made it made up for whatever it lacked throughout the rest of the the, the premium live event. Um, and then, I would say it's one of the better ones of this year. Um, it, it was good. I would I would definitely say like like SummerSlam was was better. Um, uh, well, yeah, extreme, all of the all of the main five were better. <laughs> extreme Rules was I, I thought better. Um, yeah, I don't know. So anyway. I would say it's like sixth or uh, seventh or eighth best. <laughs> sure. Uh, so out of twelve, not bad. Not, not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. Uh, before we close the show out here, um, really quickly, uh, yeah, uh, riddle with the bongos and, and playing New Day rocks on the bongos. Um, uh, Baron Corbin with uh, Cedric Alexander. We're we're slowly building up the uh, the hurt business back up here. Uh, Mia Yim, as we mentioned before, has returned back to WWE as part part of the OC, taking out Rhea Ripley. Uh, some throwaway Fugazi match with Otis defeating Elias. Sure, that was a thing. Um, 
Beyond, oh my god. Yeah, please. I'm so sorry. We forgot to mention about Crown Jewel. What? Was it Crown Jewel? No, it was the SmackDown before Crown Jewel. Regardless, I don't think I mentioned this on the show. Sure. Oh, uh, um, Riddle, the Halloween episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Riddle came out as, uh, was it SmackDown or Raw? Whatever it was. Riddle came out dressed as Ezekiel. Yes. And then Elias just came out dressed as Elias. Right. But then the Alpha Academy. We're dressed as? Chippendale. Chippendale's, yes. From? <laughs> oh, man. From? SNL. That's right. Come on, dude. I think you gotta, Come on, you bro. You gotta have some sort of some sort of backing as far as information here. Yes, from SNL. That may have been before my time because I don't exactly know what year it was, but way, I fucking know. Way before your time. I've Do you seen remember Ghost. The I know Patrick Swayze. Okay, so Patrick Swayze and Chris. Oh, dude, are you are you fucking serious right now? Uh, I just want to make Black sure. Black Sheep and Tommy Boy are some of my favorite movies of all time. Don't you dare I just want to know. try to say that I don't know about the legend Chris Farley boy and his twin brother boy Kevin. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, fair Richard. I know. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So there's that. They only um, had Diesel. I can name so many quotes from that fucking movie. I'll keep going. <laughs> I'll just take a sugar packet or two. I like the idea of uh, 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 Bray Wyatt and the, the symbol uh, coming on with the on the screen when uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Oscar and Alexa Bliss came out. I'm telling you, Alexa Bliss is gonna be part of that somewhere somehow. It's either that or that's her acknowledging her past. Mm, I don't think so. I think that she's it's it's slowly sneak sneaking in because she's that happened when she was back. You think her too. mind is being corrupted? Currently. She, she was she was back. She was backstage with us. I have noticed the pigtails recently came on the TV. The little moth uh, symbol. So it's and she was a little taken back. So I, I think it's it's starting to creep in. It's starting to creep in. Um, by the and also shout out to uh, to Oscar and uh, Eo Sky for the. Uh, the Japanese uh, promo cut back and forth until Eo called her a bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. <laughs> so there was that. And then War Games uh, was, was the gauntlet was thrown down for War Games. I wish we had gotten some what chance during that when they were going back and forth. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. While they were doing their little uh, jibber jabber. Shelton Benjamin taking on Austin Theory. Um, her business. Her business is coming back. Johnny Gargano with uh, the first time probably ever uh, for the Titan Tron having a remote control. <laughs> having Johnny Gargano just that was control, awesome. control the video of the, the tell-all interview with uh, The Miz. And then having that match suddenly happen on Raw, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, so it was that until Dexter Loomis came out and smacked him in the back uh, with the chair. And then fucking bolted. I didn't know Dexter Loomis was that fast. He was a quick guy. Bro, <laughs> quick guy. he got out of there with the quickness. I watched this, but when I first came home, I turned on the TV, and the match that was on was Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke. And I could tell you right now, if they had said anything as far as the next move, you could probably hear it, because that was the quietest arena in on the planet Earth. I There was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I was match. reading a lot on Twitter that everyone was going, but where were they? Do you know where that was? Uh, it was Maryland, wasn't it? Was it Baltimore? Let's see. No, it wasn't. Oh, that, no, that was no, 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 I'm sorry. No, no. That was AW. That was, uh, Lamar Jackson was in the, <laughs> in the crowd for that yeah. one. So, yeah, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Oh, man. Where were they? Well, I'll, I'll get it. Delaware? This seems like a Delaware crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like Wayne's World. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 We're in Delaware. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless, they came yeah. out. A lot of people on Twitter said that that place did not deserve that level of raw 
Oh, okay. Like they did not at all deserve that place. And I think a couple people who were in the crowd commented on on that thread and were like, I was there. That crowd was shit. Like we as a town, as as a city, did not deserve where that play, you know, where Raw, that level of how good Raw was. Because Raw was really fucking good. It was. Like all aspects of Raw. And I'm not going to lie. I was driving for the main event of Raw. Mm-hmm. I was driving home from work. And I was, I, normally I keep it on, but I'm like, oh, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, I've seen this before. Right. So I turned it off and I started listening to a podcast. And when I started to get closer to my house, I noticed it was like 11.57. I was like, perfect. I'm going to catch the last three minutes. You know, I'll pull in my driveway. I'll watch it for a minute and a half, and then it'll be over with. And I turn it on, and Austin Theory's in the match. And I'm like, ah, shit. Did I miss him cashing in? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Wilkes-Barre, come on, dude. That was Bear. You're a Yankee fan. You don't know about the Scranton, Wilkes-Barre fucking rail riders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mohegan Sun Arena. (laughs) Mohegan Sun. Oh, Arena. Arena. I get those mixed up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone said that 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 fucking town did not deserve that that level of raw. That was a really good fucking raw, and the crowd was not behind it. But, but would you be behind that match though? I, I feel like that match of anywhere this match would just be a dud. What the, the main Nikki, event? Nikki, no Nikki Cross versus uh, Dana Brooke. Oh yeah, but I mean, fuck that match. <laughs> it's gonna be a dud regardless. I'll, that 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 I, that is the epitome of a 2022 bathroom bake. It really is. But the only I mean, no disrespect to those women whatsoever. <laughs> no, you they do. are good performers. You definitely do. <laughs> but like, just the 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 position that you were put in was not the best. And if someone's got to pee, they got to pee. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, so the you ain't th- gonna you ain't gonna get up for fucking Seth Rollins U.S. No. title open challenge. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's uh. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, the, the whole reason why they had this match was to basically just take the belt off of Dana Brooke for her to toss the belt, as we mentioned before, in the trash. 24-7 is done. Thank God. Um, Dunsky. Hallelujah. Uh, the open challenge was answered by uh, Mustafa Ali until Bobby Lashley came in and absolutely destroyed him. Um, so we are setting up for her business, I'm telling you. Um, yep. And then last thing we'll talk about today was the cash-in. After Bobby Lashley destroyed Seth Rollins, we had a cash in from Austin Theory for a mid card title, um, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at that. I think it's I'm not mad at that because we all. already have. There's no way you're going to cash in on on Reigns. Like there's there's other storylines going on with that. Um, if you're going to have this be the main title for Raw, then this would be the cash in to do it. That's why I agreed with it. Then people are very mixed on the idea of him losing and having a failed cash in your thoughts. And then I'll give my thoughts. I, I guess the only qualm I have about it is that it was a failed cash in on what is considered in the business as a mid card title. Mm -hmm. However, it is the premier title on Monday night raw every week. Right. That's why I agree with the cash in. However, I think, I don't think Austin Theory was ready to be holding the main title of Monday Night Raw. World title or U.S. title, I don't think, I I still think he's better on a chase. Austin Whether Theory? that be as a heel or if, well, he's not going to be a face. As a heel, mm-hmm. I still think he's better on the chase right now. I think I think this is going to lead to 
something more for him. I don't think that yes. everybody online is like, oh my God, they're burying him. I don't think they are. I think this is getting that off of him because that's that's basically all he was known for. It was just it kind of defining him. Get get that off of, <clears throat> excuse me, get that off of him. And then you can now have him go for the belt and legit, if, if you're going to have Rollins be a face and him be the heel, um, he could have him, you know, have the match at uh, Survivor Series and, and take the belt off him. And then you have a new champ. Um, Producers backstage were said to be very pleased with Austin Theory's position after Monday Night Raw. Okay. Then we'll see what happens. I, I, I think it was just, it was, yeah, the whole storyline was defining him to the last couple months that he's had this this briefcase and uh it was it was kind of weird he was being tied to roman reigns and that was the issue that was the issue uh it's kind of weird that they did it on a on a random raw but they did it 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 got everybody talking about it and so we have to see what happens with theory but yeah if they're if producers are saying uh on the record that they're they're pleased with the what they're going to do with him then, then so be it. He's he's a great talent. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing wrestler, and you know, give, give him a shot, give him a, give him a belt, and see see what he does with it. Absolutely, I think that's I think that's that's like the unfortunately, it's like the ultimate kind of like tell if you, you, we can tell if you have the talent to get there, but then once you have it and you're at the top, then it's what you do with it at the top. It's the sink or swim moment. That's why Big E was kind of you know, I don't want to say pushed down the card after after his world title reign, but you know, he he wasn't in the main event per se anymore right yeah by all definitions of the main event i guess technically he was mm-hmm. but he wasn't positioned as a main event player right so yeah. it all depends on how you do with it we shall see it's sink or swim right now for austin theory right it- now is going to be whether he gets relegated to you know mid-card status or whether he can stand with the big dogs i think he, i think he could stand. pun definitely intended <laughs> but oh, with that said anything else before we head on out uh no we always talk, I think that's all we always say that these weeks that are just like nothing going on other than like one or two things and we just go on and on and on and that's all right because we, we had a lot to say about it but an hour and 45 yeah. minutes later y'all know what you signed up for we're a big tangent show <laughs> i thoroughly believe that's what you guys are really here for sometimes yes that's, right. <laughs> that's what i'm here for right? we i will we'll talk about something and then all of a sudden just like find us a, a, a mile away from where we started and have to come reeling back to where we were Half the time I have to listen back just to make sure I didn't get on too much of a tangent and then said something dumb because I was let talk for too long. It's, it's, it's every week. That's that's a good point. Both of us. Guys, thank you so very much. Awesome, awesome time. Uh, if there is nothing else, guys, please hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Uh, talk to Joe on there and uh, tell him why he's an idiot for having to attend a birthday party that's uh, 17 months before the actual birthday is happening. I truly hope my dad doesn't listen to this. I'm going to get so much shit. Hey, dad. Guys, thank you so very much. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell. That guy with the six-year-old dad, that's his birthday in March, is Joe Black. Sir, see you guys next time. I stand by my Wawa take. Pretzels, dude. Best in the world. The Sons of Slam Podcast. 